Very good. Well, welcome to the Christian Church of Estes Park. We're disciples of Jesus to build generational, transformational disciples of Jesus. And I'm glad to have you back with us today for continuing our series on the book of Proverbs. What a crazy summer it's been, isn't it? It's been nuts. I'm so glad to have you guys here and, of course, all of you joining us online. And, uh, boy, we need wisdom. Uh, our, uh, our world is a crazy place right now, and uh, it's important for us to make sure we're navigating it right. So I, I'm so grateful to God as he directs our, as we create our calendar, and we pray in advance for it, how he knows exactly what we need. And that gives me some comfort in this, and well, today we're going to be talking a little about that. Uh, so far in our series, uh, as we've gone through the book of Proverbs, we really kind of focused in on what wisdom is. We've talked about the heart of wisdom, the heart of a wise father, the foundations of wisdom, uh, how to be wise, the traits of the wise, the traits of the otherwise, all that. Uh, this morning, we're really going to talk about why, what the value of wisdom is. And then the rest of the series, we're going to talk about very practical things in Scripture, in the book of Proverbs, of how to be wise in terms of uh, sex, money, our words, our work, all that kind of stuff, how the God's uh, Word gives us some great uh, direction in that. Um, as we begin, of course, we always want to have our memory verse. And I really hope that you've gained something from this over the summer, this memory verse, uh, as we've gone through Proverbs 1, 7. And uh, really is, it's the key that begins to unlock the wisdom and for us. And so uh, we want to do, so we'll just say it a few times, and then we'll get into the message, just like every week. So here we go. Three, two, one. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. Very good. I can tell it's getting easier now. Here we go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. And here we we go to test ourselves. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. And don't we see foolishness on display in culture right now? Yeah, we do. Uh, despising wisdom and instruction. And then last week we talked about how the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right? And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Remember that from last week is that next step and as we understand this. We really need to understand who God is, to understand how the world is supposed to work, and really can make sense of our life and our world. And Proverbs three kind of really focuses in on that. It helps us to get an understanding of who God is. So we're in the back at the beginning of the book of Proverbs and and King Solomon begins chapter 3, and he tells us kind of why wisdom is worth the effort. Why is it worth understanding who God is in his nature and his content? Because it's easy to be a fool today, isn't it? I mean, if you want to be a fool, you know, just walk outside. You can just join the masses and just live a foolish life. And, and there's really not a lot of resistance to foolish living in our world today, isn't there? It's easy to hate. It's easy to do to live selfishly. It's easy to just go along with the flow. And in order to walk and to live a wise life, it is costly. And Scripture even says that. In Proverbs, over and over again, it says that you're supposed to value wisdom more than gold, right? More than silver, more than all these other things. It is really, really valuable, but it's not just given to you because it's valuable. It's something that you have to go towards. It costs us something. So, before we go into the next couple of weeks about how to live a wise life, according to Scripture, which is going to cost you something in today's culture, it's not easy. I want to give you a reason why. 
why does Scripture, why does Proverbs say that wisdom is even worth it? And I think you'll be surprised. It's pretty good stuff for us. And so we're just going to stay here in, in pretty much in verse, chapter 3, verse uh, 1 uh, and, and 2. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for uh, they will prolong your life many years and bring peace and prosperity. And then next one it says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Right, there's, in these two verses, or three verses, there's a lot that Solomon teaches us here as to what the value of wisdom is. Why is it worth the effort? And, and so the first thing that we find in it is that wisdom, it leads to life. And he talks about that right at the beginning. He says, my son, don't forget my teachings. Keep my commands on your heart. Why? For they will prolong your life many years. Wisdom is the best life preserver there has ever been. Right? That's why we have the, these things out there called the Darwin Awards. You ever read those? That's people who didn't express wisdom. Right? Oh, you have people in there who, you know, met their maker because they ate a thousand hot dogs in one sitting. Right? Or they decided to see if they could, you know, uh, handle having their car run over them, right? There's silly things that people do to their own demise. But we also see in life that uh, living foolishly, it, it really does. It's, it's a health hazard to do dumb things. That's why there's labels on all kinds of things, because a lot of folks lack wisdom, Right? I kid you not, on my, uh, I got dishwasher soap for our house. There's little pods on there, and it says not edible. Right? I don't know why we have to write these things down, but we do. And I think really the other side is that we do because enough people lack wisdom that we have to, like, to have these fences all around us. But wisdom is this inner navigator. We don't need fences because we know how to live right. We don't do dumb things. And the things that, that wisdom can do that helps lead to life, the first one is that wisdom helps lead to, to uh, or keeps us away from bad habits. All the way through Proverbs, you're going to see things as you read it and through Scripture as we follow Christ. There are, are, are parts in there that, that we see that there's a, a way of living that we're supposed to avoid. A way of living that's a selfish, that leads to all kinds of excess, that leads to all kinds of, of selfish live, le, selfishness, that leads to all kinds of debauchery and all kinds of horrible things, that leads to these bad habits. And these bad habits can destroy us. And so from our finances to our personal life to our spiritual life, it's easy for us if we don't have any direction for us to build some pretty bad habits as humans. Wouldn't we agree? In fact, I would say in my own life that I am far more <laughs> likely to gain bad habits than good ones. Bad habits come naturally to me. I'm a gifted person, right? right? It just given to my own self, I can sleep in all the time. I cannot do the dishes. That's really easy for me not to do, right? I cannot take care of my health or my body. I mean, just given to myself, I will fall apart. Most of us are that way. There's a way of, of life in the human spirit that we're just drawn to comfort and to ease and to pleasure. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. But when we put them in the driver's seat, they take us to bad places. And oftentimes those bad habits lead to problems with our living. 
It can hurt our lives, our, our health, our body, our finances, all those things that can diminish our life. The wisdom keeps us from those things. It's helpful. But it's not just bad habits that, that wisdom helps us avoid. It's also just bad decisions. Right? How often do we find somebody that ruins everything, loses everything in an instant? Right? They build an entire life that they're building their name or, or, or reputation or something like this, and in an instant it's gone. Or we saw, and, and the church is right in front of a highway. Like, it seems like every single year you'll find somebody who just gets impatient and makes a bad decision in an instant. They're dead. Gone. They lose everything. Now, wisdom helps us in the moments of our lives that are critical not to choose poorly. But we don't have that wisdom to help us navigate those moments of life if we haven't befriended wisdom uh, all the way through. But wisdom does. It helps us to not make bad decisions that lead to either our own death or all kinds of, of painful things in our life. And then that, because we, wisdom helps us avoid bad decisions, it helps us bad situations. We, we help us to avoid the bad situations in life. Oftentimes we get into sticky wickets because we made dumb choices to get there. There was a, a really great analogy that was uh, for the Christian life. And if you have not read it, uh, it's called Pilgrim's Progress. And I would highly recommend Pilgrim's Progress to any Christian or anybody else to go through and read and it's interesting in Pilgrim's Progress over and over again, as you find Christians on his journey, how he has these companions that go in there and join him in life and how often they just make a bad you know, decision that leads them to a really bad situation. <laughs> and, and oftentimes their own demise. That wisdom in our own life keeps us from getting into a lot more bad situations. It's not as though you're going to avoid every bad situation. Jesus found himself in some pretty rough situations. But isn't it true that when you make bad decisions and you have bad habits, you find you wind up in bad situations where bad things happen to you? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I don't like bad things to happen to me. Right. And so wisdom is something that helps us to avoid those things, but doesn't just help us avoid bad things. It helps us to gain good habits. Wisdom is not just a negative thing and actually is a positive pull. It pulls us into the things that are good for us. All right, so as I walk in wisdom, I find myself making better decisions. And as I get in the habit of making better decisions, those good decisions become good habits. And those good habits tend to lead me to better situations. And do you know what's really good for your life? Being in good situations. That's good. That's one of the benefits of Proverbs. And that in and of itself, I think, is worthy of us saying, you know what? I like to have better situations in my life. I like to be able to have a, a better life. I think that that wisdom might be worth it. But there's more. In this passage, it doesn't just say, it doesn't just say, my son, don't forget my teaching. Keep my commands in your heart for they're going to prolong the years of your life. But he goes on, he says, and bring you peace. And that's the second value of wisdom. What's the, what value would it be to live a long life if it was a horrible life? That wisdom doesn't just help you live longer, it helps you live better. Foolishness leads us to make unnecessary enemies, doesn't it? When we're hot-headed, 
when we misuse our tongue or our finances or however in our lives, right? We oftentimes make enemies of people who don't need to be our enemies whatsoever. And enemies, when they get to our life, that leads to war. I mean, foolishness leads us to fight unnecessary battles. And that's a lot of drama. How many times have we been at war with our people that we've known, co-workers, family members, neighbors, unnecessarily over foolish, dumb little things? Who needs that kind of drama? You see, foolishness creates problems in our lives. Whether it's between us and other people or between us and just the world around us. Foolishness makes us live in a life that, that we feel at war with all things at all time. It just leads to high levels of stress, which isn't good for our health, but it's also just not good for our mental health. It, it's a life, a turmoil. That's what foolishness offers is just turmoil. And so we find that when we live in wisdom, we actually follow this amazing promise that Jesus said that if we are his followers, one of the evidences of that is we will be known as children of peace, the people of peace, the princes and princesses of peace. Think of that. That's an evidence of following Christ. That's a fruit of the spirit, even that as we grow in Christ, God makes us in our very soul. To, we have love and joy, but also peace how many of our neighbors and our, our countrymen right now live in just turmoil we turn on the news and we just see craziness happening all around us and just the rage and the hatred we're finding between one set of americans and another do you know that god calls us to have a higher living a way of peace that just abides, that means it rests and it sets up camp in our life. That even in the midst of tumultuous times, we as his followers can be a people of great peace. This is a benefit and a blessing, a gift that God gives to you. This is our birthright as the children of God. But it requires wisdom in order to unwrap it. There are a lot of great Christians who live foolish lives that are just filled with turmoil day in and day out. But God invites us to a better life. And so wisdom, as we learn to apply God's wise ways into our life, we will find that we naturally fit within the rhythm of his creation. And we're no longer turmoiled. Isn't that wonderful? And do you know when you're not fighting against the current all of the time. You're not exhausted all of the time. There's a spiritual energy and joy that you have that can then begin to overflow into the world. It's an amazing thing. God wants you to be a people of peace. And he tells us, obviously, that starts when we have a relationship with him, that we're no longer at war with the Almighty. But then we're also not at war with ourselves because as Christians, we have that beautiful invitation to die to ourselves because of the, I'll tell you what, old Aaron was a, a, not a nice guy, right? He's a stinker, right? He is. And he makes enemies with all kinds of people and creates all kinds of drama. He's just like, it's like middle school all day, every day with, with old Aaron, right? But with sanctified Aaron, it's pretty good. 
And so we find that as we walk in wisdom, our lives start to just mellow out. And if the world, our country, needs anything right now, it's a voice of reason, isn't it? It's a voice of peace. This comes by walking in wisdom. So not only do we have longer lives, we have more peaceful lives. But that's not all. Look at this. It says, My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace. And, now you want to circle this, because this is important, prosperity. That's the third benefit of wisdom, prosperity. We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks because Christians and the world have some pretty messed up ideas about prosperity. And God's scripture, I mean, it gives some really good things about prosperity, but you know it's a blessing. When I was in uh, college, I had roommates, and they were with me most of the time, right? We would hang out a little bit because we liked each other and all that stuff. So where I was, usually my roommates weren't far off, right, because of small college. Well, do you know that wisdom has roommates? Health and wealth. <laughs> Wherever wisdom is, health and wealth usually aren't far behind. Right? Foolish choices lead to financial woes. They lead to health problems oftentimes, right? They lead to all kinds of stuff, right? But when we make wise choices, we find ourselves doing better. And God, he's designed his church not to just subsist, right? He, he, it's scripture. This is not health and wealth gospel, but God says he doesn't design you so that you could just be miserable, as we live a wise life, there's benefits to that. We see that over and over again in Scripture, that God is not opposed to blessing his children. The focus isn't on the blessing. The focus is on his children. And as we can handle blessing, God wants to hand it to you. But he's not going to hand it to you if it's going to destroy you. I had a, a good, uh, one of our elders actually said to me once uh, as I was younger and learning not to be so foolish with finances. And he said, Aaron, if I were the Lord and I saw that you were squandering the little things that I gave you, why on earth would I give you more? I said, well, that's an excellent point. And it really began to change my understanding of responsibility and how I'm supposed to live in this world, how I'm supposed to live my life. And you know, it's true in scripture. Oftentimes where we find God saying, well, you've been faithful with little, little now you can have more. This is the way it works, that when we show that we can handle being responsible with the time, the talent, and the treasure that God entrusts us with, it's amazing how God, he's like, I will trust you with more. And so wisdom does help us, very practical ways. We're going to talk about this uh, next week, and then a couple weeks after that, we'll talk about, uh, next week we're going to talk about money, and then in a couple weeks we're going to talk about uh, work and how we live, but, but wisdom helps us earn more money. It does. It helps us spend better because it begins to regulate the foolishness on the inside of our heart. It teaches us how to save intentionally, which is helpful, and also invest profitably. Did you know that God has got a lot of direction for us? He wants us to be able to be good stewards of his, and wisdom helps us with that. And so in this life that we live, not only do we have a longer life and a more peaceful life, but you can have a more prosperous life in wisdom. Now, clearly, it's not just about this life, right? 
Jesus said, if you gain the whole world but lose your soul, then you're the greatest fool of all. But we shouldn't take that to the point of saying, well, then the only way I can gain my soul if I lose everything in this world, right? That God has invited us to come into this world as his children. And to say, I've sacrificed, I've lost everything in the world to me, but I want to gain it for the kingdom. I want to live my life to the fullest that God has for me so that I can bless others and bring glory to God. And the path to that is through wisdom. And so this is why in Scripture we see that wisdom is a great value. It does. It leads to life. It not only just leads to life, but it leads to this peace in our life. It brings this peace. And it helps us generate this prosperity that God wants us to use to invest in his kingdom, to bless others, to bring him glory, but also to enjoy the wonderful gift of life that he's brought to us. And that is why the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about some very practical things that the word of God teaches us about wisdom. And it'd be costly and it's not popular. I'll tell you, these things are not popular, right? It's going against some of the grain, but it's valuable. It's valuable. But as we uh, bring this portion to a close, really this week, I want you guys to be thinking about what does wisdom mean? Am I willing to pay the price for that? I'm willing to invest in wisdom. And so Zach's going to have a couple of uh, next steps for us and uh, some things to be able to do is uh, kind of evaluating wisdom in your heart. But before we do that, let's just take a moment and let's pray. And let's ask God to bring his wisdom to us. So let's do that now. Heavenly Father, thank you for being a God of, of all good things. That you love us and you saved us from ourselves and from sin and from this world. But also from foolishness. You didn't just say, believe in me. You gave us that amazing and uh, just o- overwhelming invitation to follow you, to learn how to obey your teachings in all things, that we could become your disciples, to be people who live wise and good lives, and not just to keep that goodness for ourselves, but to bless this community with it. And so, Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts and our spirits and our minds to your wisdom. Lord, I ask that you would bring wisdom to the doors of our hearts and give us the good sense to open it up and invite wisdom in. Lord, as we go through your word this year, as we spend time in Proverbs and memorizing your scripture, we ask that your wisdom would come and abide in us, teaching us how to live and to have a better life, bringing that peace that would surpass all understanding and would be a peace that would overflow into our community and world, which needs it so deeply now. A kind of wisdom that would prosper your church in times even of difficulty. So the world will know that you are true and that you are God. We pray all of this in the powerful name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Well, if you would uh, look at that back of the the Green Connection card this morning, um, or if you're online with us, you can go to our online connection card. Um, you'll see four things that you can commit to. The first one is to memorize Proverbs 1-7 uh, that we've been memorizing this this summer uh, to do that. And then the second one is to, to read uh, Proverbs 3 um, and to uh, take that this week and to go through that chapter 
um, as we go through that together. And then thirdly, uh, evaluate habits. Evaluate my habits and see if those habits are godly habits or not godly habits and see if God can, can really um, uh, transform uh, our habits that we do every week, every day, um, and uh, ask him to do that. And then fourthly, um, firstly, just be in prayer and ask him, God, to reveal a habit um, that uh, would be wise um, for us to do, and then uh, start doing that, whatever it is. Start doing that. And so four things you can commit to this week. Uh, feel free to check those off. Um, and after the service, after the song that we're going to sing, feel free to grab those and, and throw them in the offering plates along with your tithes and offerings this morning. And that'll be another form of our worship this morning as we bring our commitments to him.